order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. That's right. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just browsing social media here. Oh, yeah. You are. That's right. Flipping through that uh, that nonsense of shorts. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I actually would like to know, what is your favorite social media site? Uh, well, if I had to, had to pick one. You, you because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you one of my issues. But if I had to pick one, I'd have to say Instagram. Okay. All right. All right. But now I want to share my issues with you before I ask you what your favorite is. All right. Go ahead. My issues are with these sites that have shorts, including Instagram. Uh, yeah. My right. wife is obsessed with them. So when I'm driving and she's sitting in the passenger seat, all I hear is <laughs> scroll. And then it's like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can't stand it. I just, it is the <laughs> biggest waste of time that I have ever experienced. Yeah. Their, t- their time sucks, right? You scroll through and then it's so easy to get to the next thing and they try to draw you And they you in. never end. You could, you could literally sit for a year. Yes. Just scrolling through nonsense. That's oh, very I, true. Very true. Oh, it's it's just a I can't stand it. Yeah, can't no, me stand neither. It. Me neither. I personally don't like social media at all. I think it's bad. But uh, <laughs> I'd say my favorite, and it's really hard because I don't I don't think I've ever enjoyed social media. Like, hooray, I get to sit here. I like Twitter mostly because it's where all the you know it's where you'll find news. Right, it's where if you want to like a like pretty much a news feed of your stuff, you like movies, video games, whatever. You can go onto Twitter and see everything. But at the same time, you always get sucked in, and Twitter apparently uh, pushes negative comments to the top of any post, like comments that are arguing or or trying to draw hate. And so you end up getting angry and mad, and you leave Twitter like. Darn, I, I hate this world. Is that new since Elon took over? I don't think that's new. I don't know. I, I don't even know if that's 100% accurate. But I, I have heard that there was some... Where did you see that on a short? No, I did not see that on a short. But speaking of Elon... Yes, let's talk about Elon. That gives me a great idea of what to talk about today. All right, let's Just go. Just came up with it off the top of my head. Do you know Twitter is facing so many lawsuits... I do. And, and is it because of Elon, do you think? So so here's the thing. For those of you who don't know, a little while ago, Elon Musk purchased Twitter. He is now in charge of Twitter. There was some issue where it looked like maybe he wasn't going to be able to buy Twitter, but then he was. And now he's in charge and nobody likes him. <laughs> and it's not just because there are some people that don't like him for political reasons, but there's a lot of people that don't like him because of how he's running Twitter. He has done certain done certain things like deactivated direct messages unless you're following uh, a person which makes it hard for journalists just in general people say he's not the best i'm not going to comment on that you know that's up for you to decide but i have seen overall negative sentiment would you agree with that yeah and and i well see i i don't know i never was a huge fan of twitter just because of the amount of political nonsense and then the the so much hate on twitter i think yeah i I, even beyond the political nonsense because you know you'll get political sides anywhere you'll always see both sides but with twitter it's just the hatred i can't stand who regardless of who's right or wrong i can't stand opening up twitter and seeing the the hatred and seething nature of so many people yeah but yet you still do it that's true it's addictive it is not 
It is not. It's something I stay away from. I, I actually, when Twitter first sort of um, became big, I, I was first into it. hatched? Yeah, first hatched. I was into it for a while. They even mm-hmm. had uh, Periscope, the live streaming one. Yes, I remember Periscope. Oh, well, I remember. I remember watching this guy who was a truck driver. He was so unbelievably fascinating, and <laughs> you just drive with him, and he would talk about like, look at this idiot that just cut me off. Why did they do that? I hate it. When... And it was just so fascinating, and it was like his whole truck life. And I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. And we became friendly. It was great. That's great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, you know, Twitter seemed to have morphed. At one point, you know, we used Twitter. We, the firm, used Twitter a lot. And now it's just kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of a joke. And I've heard so many people say it might go under, um, you know. And now you're talking about lawsuits. So that that certainly doesn't help them. So let's talk about some of the lawsuits and some of the things that's going on with Twitter. So I I think I'm going to gamify, if you will, this podcast episode by asking you, the legal professional, whether what what your thoughts are on each of these lawsuits and legal issues and who you personally would side with. So. I'm going to start off with probably the biggest one. This is brand new. This is a big deal. Uh, the National Music Publishers Association is suing Twitter on behalf of 17 music publishers representing the biggest artists in the business. The lawsuit claims the company fuels its business with countless infringing copies of musical compositions, violating publishers and others' exclusive rights under copyright law. It uh, the lawsuit actually has a list of about seventeen hundred songs that the publishers say have been including in multiple copyright notices to Twitter without the company doing anything about it, asking the court to fine Twitter up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for each violation. So you know if somebody uploads a song right on Twitter and then you report that hey copyright infringement this is my company you know DMCA whatever Twitter does nothing about it. Okay, all right, and so that's what this issue is over. Now, they they have brought up the uh, the new Twitter Blue that Musk introduced, which gives you much longer video uploads, much more high-quality uploads, as well as really long tweets. But they've actually brought up Musk's tweets themselves. A uh, user complained that their account could be suspended after five copyright notices, which Musk said he was looking into and advised they should consider turning on subscriptions, which the suit says encouraged them to pay Twitter to hide the infringing material so it couldn't be flagged. Elon Musk also has said in another tweet that the overzealous DMCA is a plague on humanity. Now, I'm going to actually have to say I agree with Elon Musk that the, the constant how dare you show one frame of my movie attitude of so many things that is annoying but what do you think about this well this is is a big deal it seems like 250 million the all these publishers and i i I read somewhere i don't quote me on this but like sony's involved like this is a big deal well it sounds like everybody hates elon that's Um, true well look i i think a few things right i think that um there's arguments on both sides if he is a company his twitter as a company is required to investigate infringing um, claims, then they need to and and take action. But you know, there's there's a flip side to that because 
I think uh, there's an argument to be made that, you know, if you put up materials on a site, you're responsible for that content, not the site that it's being posted to. So the only real argument there is whether or not the takedown notices are the responsibility of Twitter to investigate. And arguably, and I think we've seen this through other cases, that arguably it is because Twitter's not going to just readily hand out users' information to people making a claim. And so therefore it falls on Twitter to investigate. But there's, like I said, arguments both ways on that. I do know that most of the other social media platforms, Instagram and TikTok, which don't even get me started on TikTok, but they've negotiated royalty deals with the uh, record labels. So that's why if you go on to TikTok and you can, you can, you know, select a song, right. it's because TikTok has a licensing deal with that. Yeah. So I think that, you know, there's part of, of what Twitter is doing is the rebellious nature of Elon Musk saying, I'm not going to conform. And, you know, the, the copyright stuff, why, why are we, you know, dealing with it? Um, the other side of it is, is it too overbroad? Because you make a good point. People are arguing about, hey, you used one frame of my uh, video in yeah. something. Now, what I find is this. So... A while back on this very same podcast, and I'm talking about years ago, I had done a, uh, I guess it was an interview with, um, I, I think you would call them a folk group or a Christian rock group or, or yeah. something like that. And we had an interview, we're talking about, you know, their, their business success and career success. Mm -hmm. And, and then we played one of their songs. Now they were on the call for the song. They allowed the song. They were like, this is our song. Please play it. And we talked about it. Well, lo and behold, YouTube flagged that and said, copyright infringement. Yeah. And so you try to appeal, but there's really nobody there that's listening to what your appeal is. The appeal is, wait a minute, I have full permission and you can even hear the the um musicians on the podcast saying, "Yeah, let's listen to our song." So right. in in that instance, when you've got permission, that that's to me seemed overbroad. Oftentimes you'll look at things and and um, and you'll say, well, why, why isn't this person getting in trouble? But, but this person is, and they're basically doing the same thing. So there's a lot of inconsistency with it. Yeah. You know, in copyright, there is that fair use doctrine that does allow you to use content for certain purposes. Mm -hmm. So if you see these, um, you know, like editorial or, um, I don't know what else you would, would define them as like, I don't know. There's this guy who does star war theories. Oh my gosh! Uh, yes, YouTube. I know who you're talking yes, about. Yes, you know because I'm not even going to get into it. But <laughs> he uses content from directly from from Star Wars, which yeah. is now owned by Disney. And I don't know to what extent. I mean, I, I've heard some rumblings about issues that he's been having, and I know that that he's had issues in the past um, with respect to copyright issues or claims. But he's made, I want to say a significant amount of money using content and he's making theory videos with, you know, uh, whether it's comic book images or movie images and you look at it and you're like, all right, well, where's the fair use here? And the argument is, well, it's commentary or it's, you know, um, 
uh, editorial. But I don't know if it is because I've also seen other YouTubers who have tried to do the same thing and they're faced with a copyright notice. So it's it's a little bit uh, inconsistent. I get what Elon is saying. Yeah. At the same time, you know, what harm would it be for him to just negotiate a licensing deal so that he sure. didn't have to deal with this because well, that I just mean, seems I to mean, be the I norm. Will, there's part of it that's not just the licensing because I saw... You know the brand new movie, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Yes. Yes, it's a cool animated movie. It looks awesome. I saw the first 10 minutes of it on Twitter. How? Someone uploaded it. The full movie. And it took a couple hours for them to get taken down. Same with the Super Mario movie. When that movie came out, I saw the first few minutes on Twitter because because someone uploaded the full movie. And then it took, it took I think it was somewhere from like three to six hours for the Mario movie to tweet to get taken down meaning that there was enough time for thousands of people to watch it and that is you know all right but are you are you saying that they should have done it quicker i'm saying that i I mean i don't know you know i don't run twitter thank god i don't run twitter because i wouldn't know what the heck to do you know i don't know how you'd stop this kind of thing i don't know i mean here's here's my question for you go ahead for for all those sports bettors out there who are desperate to put a bet on this lawsuit which obviously we don't condone or, or give you any real advice, but who would you say? What do you think is going to happen with this twenty two hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit? I think it'll settle. I think yeah. that you know it it'll result in Twitter having to buy uh, licensing agreements or enter into licensing agreements, and I yeah. think that there'll be a settlement, and that the record companies will get some money back, and and that'll be that. Oh, okay. So that's what I think is going to happen. That's a lame but, answer. Well, I want to tell you. No, I want to tell you a story though <laughs> about this movie thing. Okay. You know, when I was a kid, there were guys like, I don't know, I had this one friend whose dad, I don't know how he did it, but he would go into a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And remember, and we're talking about 70s, 80s. The day they were really on films, so no, the right. old days. No cell phones. Yeah. No. So your video camera <laughs> was like a pretty decent size video camera. Yeah. One of those chunky yeah. video cameras. Beefy cameras. And this dad, would go into a movie theater and somehow take his camera with him and then record the movie (laughs) and put it onto a VHS tape and then he would have it at home. And I remember going over to the kid's house and we'd we'd watch these brand new movies. Now, you know, every once in a while you'd have somebody's head pop up and and as they walk out to go get more popcorn or um, the sound wasn't all that great, but this sure, was sure. But I mean, of, that's that's worth it completely. You know what I mean? If you, you get free movie I on VHS, I'd say that's a that's a good deal right there. That was kind of a, a commonplace thing. Yeah. But let's just retrofit this scenario of Twitter to that time period. Should the movie theater have been responsible for that guy? infringing on the copyright of the film so i'm actually going to tell you i think that's a bad comparison no offense well i do take offense well no 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 no. now i'm going to go on twitter and i'm going to blast you well prepare because i'm going to report you and in six hours that tweet will get taken down (laughs) i'm 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 half joking i don't actually think it's a bad comparison but i think the difference is that the argument is that twitter it was housed on twitter it was an incredibly popular tweet, and they were reported and told hours and hours before they took action. And so the argument, I think, on the side of the people who are upset that Twitter is you know, allowing these movies up there is you had the proper time and ability 
to take this down, and yet you chose not to. Right. You chose to wait to take yeah, action. I, I think you're right. I mean, that is the argument. It's With like, the movie theater, it's like, what can that movie theater do to stop that guy? Go to his house, you know? And so, of course, the movie theater is not going to be liable. But if the guy was sitting at the in the movie theater saying, hey, don't waste your money here. Here's a tape of the movie I just filmed, handing them out to people. Then, yes, then the movie theater, then there's a more of an argument. You know, if the movie theater was aware of that man sitting there handing out tapes for a movie. Right. That he filmed, then it's like, okay, well, hold on a yeah. second. And that's what's going on with this Twitter thing. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and, and I do think that it will ultimately settle and, and yeah. you know, we'll move on unless for some reason, I mean, uh, Elon has something else up his sleeve, which, you know, you never know. You never know. You never know. Well, I, I would like to move on now because we've only managed to get one lawsuit in there. Okay. Okay, so this next lawsuit is very interesting, and it's some, it's a little bit different. It's not on the topic of the actual Twitter platform. Ex-Twitter janitors are suing Elon Musk's company for over $100,000 in back pay, saying that they face extreme hardships after being left jobless on Christmas Eve. So there were 11 former janitors. They're suing Twitter. Uh, their lawsuit claims that Elon Musk's company violated the city's DBSWPA, which is the Displaced Building Service Workers Protection Act. Wow. I've yeah. that was, <laughs> never that heard was a, of that, that one. That was a That's big a... one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were fired about 53 days after Musk bought Twitter. But the, the, that law, the DBSWPA, requires new building managers to keep employees for a 90-day transition period. And beyond that, if their performance is considered satisfactory. So the janitors say that it was 53 days after he bought Twitter, uh, which violates that absolutely. They earned about $25 to $30 an hour, and some had been cleaning Twitter's office since 2015. In January, Twitter staff spotted cockroaches at the New York office and suffered a toilet paper shortage, and then they hired a new cleaning contractor named NextGen. The janitor's union wrote to NextGen's president advising him of the obligation to employ them under the DBSWPA, but he never responded, according to the suit. Okay. Twitter never responded to similar letters. So that's very interesting, honestly. And one of the janitors said that they were uh, rationing pills after losing health care benefits. Wow. Many of the janitors were single parents who are the main breadwinners. So this is fascinating, and, I, and Twitter obviously didn't comment. But what do you think about this? Well, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know that that displaced janitors act, yeah, per se. But what's Twitter's rationale? Did they no, no? I knew they didn't respond, but there was no explanation as to what happened. No, there, there was nothing, nothing, nothing was said at all. So, I mean, without knowing the act, obviously, I can't, uh, I can't. Right, but say, say say this specific. They said it claims the ninety day, and that that seems to be true. That the DBSWPA requires you to keep employees for ninety days after purchasing the building. Say that it is indeed true. Okay, as it is written there. What do you think about that? Like, is that well, pure I mean, violation? No questions asked. Well, it, it, again, it depends. I'd have to see the specifics. But look, uh, assume for a minute that all of the employees were at will employees. Mm-hmm meaning they don't have a contract and meaning that they can be fired for any reason and they can quit for any reason. That's what at-will employment is. So assume that that's what the case is. Now, they go in and they clean house and they say, all right, you know, you're at-will, 
and we're making budgetary cuts or whatever they're doing, whoever, I don't know why he did it, but they fire all these people. If there's a law in place, if there's a specific act in place, um, then I think they're in violation. I mean, there's, I don't see how you wouldn't be um, in violation. So I think that without without seeing or understanding what they they were thinking mm-hmm. to me it seems to be clear that they might be at will employees but if there's a statute that requires them to be kept for 90 days and they didn't keep them that's a violation and so what's going to happen there you know they're going to be fined um does that mean that these people are going to get their jobs back no will they maybe get back pay or or the time that they were supposed to be yes but you know, I think sometimes, and, and I don't know if it's the case here, but sometimes corporations make decisions based upon the perceived risk, and it all comes down to dollars and cents. So if they keep John and Sally for 90 days, how much are they going to have to spend? If they get rid of Johnny and Sally in violation of the statute and they sue, can they settle for less? Will they, you know, so... It's it's a strategic decision sometimes. I'm not saying it's the right decision, but it that's sometimes what people, you know, or, or corporations do. They look at the the, the risk benefit analysis and then they mm. go from there. Yeah. So if again, so now simple yes or no for all of those gamblers, what do you think? Do you can if you had to make a choice here, what would you say? I say that Twitter is at fault for violating the statute. They settle before it goes anywhere, and they end up saving money. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So I, I will I will say one thing. There is a history of Elon Musk seemingly not understanding certain rules and firing people that he shouldn't have or wasn't supposed to. There was an issue, and I don't know the full story. I don't have I just you know remembering it off the top of my head. Where there was an Icelandic uh, man who was working at Twitter. And he was disabled, and Elon Musk, he he fired him, or or didn't fight. The, the issue was he didn't know if he had his job, and Elon Musk kind of mocked him openly on Twitter before it was revealed that that man, if fired, would um, have like a huge payout. And Elon Musk quickly, you know, retracted his words and was like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't fully understand." So the idea that Elon Musk might have fired people without realizing there's this statute in place. It's not the craziest thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, if this was a different company, I'd say, well, there's got to be some reason. There's got to be some logical reason that the company did it or some reason they thought it was okay. You know what I mean? But with this instance, you don't know. Yeah. That's 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 my two cents on that. All right. Very good. Thir- <laughs> Thanks. Uh, third one. Third lawsuit here. Twitter stopped paying rent at headquarters. The building owner... Uh, claims that they didn't pay 3.4 million rent bills in December and January. Dollar rent bills. Not, not the bills themselves. There weren't 3 million bills. There were right, right, right. 3.4 million dollars. <laughs> Clarifying that. So the lawsuit was filed by SRI 9 Market Square LLC. Okay. And they say that Twitter leases 462,000 square feet on eight floors of the building but failed to pay 3.36 million in rent due in December 2022. They also failed to pay rent of the $3.43 million in January 2023. So it's 
pretty simple. I mean, there's not much to this. That's simple. They uh, The complaint seeks $3.16 million plus late fees and interest for unpaid rent, additional damages for Twitter's breach of the lease, and a declaration that Twitter is obligated to increase the letter of credit by $10 million. Uh, because uh, they had a letter of credit with Twitter amounting to $3.6 million as security for defendant's performance of its obligations under the lease. Right. So, whatever, right? There's not too much to say about this. But this is the second lawsuit against Twitter filed by a landlord in the San Francisco County Superior Court. And there are many, many people suing Twitter for owed money. So, in terms of the rent, they have numerous lawsuits and Elon Musk told a Twitter advisor at 4 a.m. that the company would only pay rent over his dead body, claims the lawsuit. Yeah, well. So, so what are your thoughts I, on this? I don't understand what he is doing, um, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because I don't have the same uh, intellect that he does, but it's quite clear from a legal perspective, when you are a commercial tenant, you have yeah. to pay rent. And it's unlike residential tenancy where... You know, like, for example, in New Jersey, residential tenants have a lot, a lot of protections. Even when they're not paying rent, it's unlikely that a judge is going to kick them out without giving them numerous opportunities to try to resolve, you know, the outstanding amount or or, or strike up a settlement or, or whatever. But um, when it comes to commercial, forget it. It's a different animal. Commercial, you don't pay. You know, the, the landlord can lock you out, right? So, yeah, I, you you would imagine right with all of elon's money and knowledge that he would know that so it's unclear as to why he isn't paying but it's london san francisco and new york it's significant i mean it's a ton of 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 real estate i'm starting to wonder if elon is is secretly super genius and like me hated twitter so much so he said i've got this great idea let's destroy it destroy it at the source yeah, I, I mean, it. if you look at it, it does certainly look like a self-destruct button has yeah. been pushed. But, um, you know, look. I don't like making too many strong, you know, political statements in terms of these kinds of things, because a lot of people get upset when you say like, oh, Elon Musk is a stupid idiot. And I don't think he's th- so stupid that he can't, you know, he's because he's obviously gotten to himself, got himself to a, a, a big point. Right. He's. He's wealthy. I don't think right? anybody can say things. he's stupid. I don't think you can say he's stupid, but it, it, I'm scratching my head at all of these decisions. You know what I mean? I'm trying to find a way to say that, well, I don't think that he's completely stupid or a total idiot, like, you know, a cartoon character. I am shocked and and so confused as to why he won't pay rent, is firing people he shouldn't be firing, is making decisions that he instantly backtracks. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying here? Well, it certainly doesn't seem to me that it's thought out, but it also could be thought out. It could be intentional. I I don't know because it's just too hard to believe that a guy that that has so much money and has done so much. And and his own companies in the past. uh, Yeah. I mean, it just... He's got SpaceX and 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 Tesla. I I just don't understand. But uh, I'm not going to judge because for all I know... He could be onto something that I'm just not. But if I were the lawyer for the landlords, I'd be looking at this thing saying, okay, slam dunk here. What what, what do you want to do? You want to settle or you just want to get a judgment? So, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot. There's a lot at play because we don't know necessarily 
if there's any sort of corporate shielding that's gone into you know the purchase of yeah. Twitter. Is there a way for him to avoid? I, I don't know. I mean, he could have um, something in 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 the works. I don't know. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't know. It seems simple on its face, but I think there's something much deeper to it. I I think that when you see any sort of article from any side, left, right, middle, doesn't make a difference. But when it's just a a very quick judgment as to, well, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. I, I I think that you should be, you know, taking those sort of articles with a grain of, of salt because we don't know. And the reporters don't know. And the people writing these blog posts don't know. And the people on social media don't know. Unless you're Elon Musk, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, or what, what he's doing or what he's thinking. So, um, it's interesting to, to sit back and, and to say, wow, this is nuts. But I don't know if it's nuts yet. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so I have another one for you because they just they just don't stop coming, right? We've got so many. Uh, there's a lawsuit by former Twitter executives, uh, Twitter CEO, former Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal, former Chief Legal Officer Vijaya Gad, and former Chief Financial Officer Ned Segal. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of their names. They allege that Twitter has failed to reimburse them for lawyers' fees. Uh, incurred by responding to shareholder lawsuits, federal investigations, and a congressional hearing. They, uh, in, according to exhibits filed with the complaint, Gad alone spent more than $1 million preparing for her testimony in February before the House Oversight Committee when the panel held a hearing focused on allegations that Twitter censored conservative speech. So the complaint also describes legal fees linked to probes by the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Justice Department, though without disclaiming Without disclosing many specifics of the investigations, the references to federal investigations underscore the continuing legal risk for Twitter under Musk. So, so it's in my opinion, this is very fascinating. What are your thoughts on this? Because uh, he fired these Twitter executives immediately after, you know, purchasing the company. They had all of these things they were doing. They responded to all these uh, issues with all these legal fees, and he has just not paid them. Well, um, I'd like to see specifically what the legal fees are for because right. it, it, you know, the article makes it seem as though um, they were almost lawyers, but they're not. It, it, this isn't a, a situation where he's not paying attorneys legal fees. This is a situation where you've got these former CEOs and executives who had to give testimony. Mm-hmm. And I would venture to say that somewhere in their employment contracts because you know we talked a few moments ago about at will employment when you're on the ceo of twitter level you're likely signing a contract as opposed to an at will situation yeah so i'm sure somewhere in their contract it says that you're required to provide support to the company even in the event the event of your termination right because you are the only one that has that relevant information so if there's a probe and they're asking you for some help you would be obligated to do that now i don't know if they were paid Mm -hmm. or weren't paid i don't know what the legal expenses um that they're talking about i mean if they had to pay out of pocket for some kind of legal help well Mm -hmm. i mean that that's an issue that for sure that's an issue um if if they're saying that they should be entitled to uh some kind of payment for their 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 legal 
time. I don't. I don't even know. I, I have to look at the complaint, but yeah. it just seems as though this is another one where it's not open and shut because it's not. Um, it's not just a, a simple. Well, you didn't pay my legal fees. Right, well, right. wait a minute. What legal fees are you talking about? Did you hire your own attorney? Did you pay an attorney out of pocket? Should that attorney have been paid by Twitter? All right. If that's the case, then. Should you be entitled to reimbursement? Maybe. Mm-hmm. What does your contract say? What were you obligated to do? What did you do? What didn't you do? There's a yeah. lot of factors that that come into play here. So, so you'd say that this is a little bit deeper than the other ones. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Again, you know, it's so easy, and this this just goes back to what we were talking about with social media and shorts. It is so easy to look at something quickly, look at a headline. And then make a decision based that's on that true. headline. That's true. You know, and, and I think that that's one of the biggest problems in modern society is that we are headline readers. Nobody bothers to read the actual text of what is being written. Mm-hmm. And even so, oftentimes the, the, the headline is obviously there to grab your attention, to get clicks. You read it, and oftentimes what they're saying in the article is just fluff anyway. So it's it's just, you know, hey, let's get clicks on on this article. That's really what it comes down to. So, again, I mean, you got to be smart about the things that you're seeing and you've got to be smart about, you know, your judgment of individuals, of companies, of I mean, because without all of the knowledge, all of the information and 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 a lot of it, you're never going to have because you're not in the inner sanctum. Right. It's very difficult. Yeah. I mean, we could all be Monday Monday morning quarterbacks, and we can all make uh, judgments and and decisions and and criticisms and whatnot. But you don't know unless you are in the shoes. Well, I'd like to before we wrap this up because I get the sense that we're about to wrap up. But I would like to say first off, you mentioned this isn't a case of him not paying lawyers. There is a case of him not paying lawyers. The lawyers who helped him with the merger claim they were not paid. There were lawsuits about uh, people who said that he fired and it was sexist because he fired mostly women and that he uh, it was it was like her uh, targeted firing. I believe that one was thrown out, but there's other lawsuits regarding to payments and money. So Twitter right now is not and and X Corp, which Elon Musk owns, which is Twitter's holding company. And he named it X Corp, which is the most. I'm sorry, sci-fi villain name I have ever heard. <laughs> Welcome to X Corp. Yeah, okay, buddy. Jeez. I am Dr. X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, you know what? Some of the things that that you're uh you're talking about here are are you know, look, you don't pay a lawyer, that's not good. Yeah. I wouldn't want to not be paid. Come I, on. Yeah, I think you wouldn't want to not be paid. Yeah. Whether would, you were a lawyer or whatever you do, right? Um, I, I definitely think though that, that Twitter is unhealthy from a, uh, forward, uh, movement and, and, and maybe even financial, you know, place. I, I don't know. I mean, I've heard so many analysts say that Twitter is going to go out. I've heard other people say Twitter is going to morph into more of a video platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, regardless of what happens, it's definitely, changing and changing um i don't know at least right now not for the 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 best i mean that whole 
hey, you know, you've got to have this badge. And then, hey, we're going to do this. And then one, you know, one day he wakes up and, and now there's a, a different decision being made. I, I don't know if this is intentional or unintentional, but it certainly is going to be interesting. But I don't necessarily know that Twitter is going to be around in its original state much longer. Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah, about that? I, I, I agree with that. I think there's going to be a lot to it. I, I will say one thing. There does seem to be a trend with Twitter recently. You know that Tucker Carlson guy? Yeah. He was fired from Fox News. He was very, very popular. He had a very, very um, unique personality. And he had uploaded his own show onto Twitter. And it got like a billion to some crazy number of views. Uh, and so the people are talking about how Twitter might shift towards more of a video platform, which is interesting. But the way that he makes it sound kinds of makes it sound not like a fun video platform more like a political video platform yeah yeah i've heard that too i've heard that it could just be a major yeah. shift into a, a right wing um platform right so. and you know the other thing too is that like a lot of the groundwork that he's laying right now sucks and i i mean that as a an actual that's your professional analysis way. yeah yeah exactly but what i mean specifically is like the views on the video i'm going to use tucker carlson as an example the views on videos are exaggerated because it does it, it does not count uh, repeat views. And I think it also counts if you ever see it on your timeline at all. And I think it includes a qu- uh, quote retweet. So if anybody retweets Tucker Carlson's video and I scroll past it, I think that counts as a view. I'm wow. not positive, but I remember reading that the views are not accurate and not a good way to look at your tweet, which is, it's interesting to say the least. Uh, I think that... I think that you don't know what I would do if I was Mr. Twitter or Mr. X, I guess. If I, if I was Mr. Twitter, I would absolutely implement shorts and I'd put it on a little, its own tag. I just told you I, I hate I, shorts. I know, I know, but I'm a, I, but if I was tw- the, tw- the owner of Twitter and I'm looking for money, I would put shorts and I would have it so that you can quote retweet the shorts so that it appears in your feed because already on Twitter, so many of the most popular tweets every day are just reposted TikTok videos. If you can simplify that and get it on Twitter and you know have Twitter act like a TikTok, Twitter could theoretically beat TikTok because of how many people are there and how any, it's like, there are so many TikTok posts that I see get like argued about on Twitter. Imagine if it was all in one place. You could post your TikTok controversy and then video, argue about it. And then argue about it. It's amazing. You get the whole thing. That is thing. amazing. All right. Well, that's going to do it. I hope that somebody does take you up on that idea, though, because I do think that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> but that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, hopefully, you had some fun with us today and, and love to hear your comments on uh, what we talked about today regarding Twitter and Elon Musk. So if you've got anything to say, make sure that when we post the um, podcast on, on, you know, the podcasting platforms or on our social media channels that you comment, we'd love to hear from you and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.